Welcome to Sunday Vibes at NST Podcast, the show brought to you by the team behind Sunday Vibes, the New Straits Times Lifestyle Sunday Publication. My name is Intan Maizura and I am the football-loving, coffee-drinking editor of Sunday Vibes. And in case anyone's remotely interested, my team is Tottenham Hotspur and I'm a proud Libran. Hi, I'm Elena Koshi. I'm the senior writer of Sunday Vibes. I love food, I love coffee, I love birdwatching. Not necessarily in that order. But hey, welcome to our podcast. Yes, and the Sunday Vibes at NSD podcast is essentially an extension of our print product. An informal Borat club, if you like, where Elena and I will be sharing our thoughts, views and stories on a range of topics that we hope will resonate with Malaysians from all walks of life. So why not you just sit back, relax and enjoy the vibe. Right, I think we've definitely got another explosive topic for our listeners today. But as usual, before we dive into the show, allow me to introduce our special guest host. It's not our usual one, so and it's an app one too, considering our topic this week. He's Josh Chung, founder and owner of a creative agency called Heretics 360. And Josh, incidentally, is also a father of two. He's got a 10-year-old son and a 9-year-old daughter. Hello, Josh, and welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi, Intan. It's good to see you again. Yes, likewise, likewise. So are we all ready to rumble, guys? That's right. Absolutely. It's going to be an explosive and very interesting topic. Yeah, I, might, I think so I might too. Say. I yeah. think so too. So let's get on with it. Our topic today is the talk. So what talk am I referring to? The birds and the bees. The big, the birds and the bees talk. Okay, right? la, let's get it straight. <laughs> it's... A talk about sex. No, sex education. Sexual education. Okay, I, I need to get my P's and Q's correct. It's yeah. not a talk about sex. Before we get everyone all excited, it's yes. not just about sex. It's about sex education. Sex education. Right. So I'm just going to fire the first round over to Josh. Josh, since you have kids, have you actually had this talk yet with your kids? Not intentionally. Right. Uh, it always starts when they ask you that question. Do they like, ask you that question? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like um, when they were little, as young as maybe six years old. Wow. Yeah, they were asking where do babies come from? Where do I come from? I just spill it all out without sounding too scientific or too academic about it. As they grow older, yes, they still ask, but in a different way. Like they, they ask more about uh, how do you actually conceive and how do... Uh, women actually get pregnant. Your kids are so smart. They're asking all these kinds <laughs> of questions. They, uh, they are inquisitive. They are very, very curious. Right. And, yeah. and I just need to ask you, how comfortable are you in general about the topics of sex and relationships? Um, very, very comfortable because I have a very strong reason to be upright and honest with them. Uh, largely because I realised that, um, uh, you know, when we were growing up, most of the time our parents don't tell us the truth about everything. And one of the particular subjects would be on sex, right? Well, in my family, especially when I grew up, we don't even talk about sex. You know, being a very uh, uh, sort of conservative Chinese upbringing. Right. I think that's, uh, yeah, Elena, I think that, that that's probably every, resonates with you too. Right? Think, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people of our generation, if you're born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, then you would be able to relate to that. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. What I about mean, you, Al? Are you comfortable about this topic? You know, I mean, as I hear Josh speak about, you know, his kids asking him, you know, I don't even think I would have dared to broach the subject <laughs> with my dad. Even, <laughs> even as an inquisitor. Even as an inquisitive anything, 
Right. Okay, <laughs> whatever <laughs> age, I don't think um, you know that would have been a easy subject to broach with my parents. You know, my mother would have been horrified, and my dad, <laughs> I I really wouldn't want to go there. You know, they would be thinking, you know, what have I been exposed to? What have I been watching? Why am I asking these <laughs> yeah, questions? Yeah, that's quite interesting you know? though, because I I would think you know back during our time, I don't think we even. That that sort of conversation or that topic didn't even cross no, our mind, honestly, right? Honestly, because I don't think we even thought about it yeah. at that age, like six, seven, eight. We were so busy playing the playground. I know. I mean, I don't remember actually even wanting to know where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what well, what do you put it down to? Why do you think your kids, you know, just got onto this really early? As far as, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's quite early. I think it it um, attributes to how we intended. To bring our children up, what my wife and I, uh, Moon and I, so we um, we sort of agreed conceptually, and we will try to execute this kind of uh, honesty and the, the kind of straightforwardness with our, our children without spoiling the surprises, of course. But whenever they ask, we don't leave them um, going empty-handed. Mm, so they whatever must get the question, an answer. yes, whatever the question. So from young. Until now, uh, that has always been our family culture. Right. If you don't understand, you ask and someone will give you an answer in this family. Um, keeping mum is not our way and um, most definitely rejecting you is definitely not our way. La. Absolutely. because But I also think that kids these days are exposed to a whole lot more than what we were exposed to as, as kids growing up. I Definitely. Mean, I don't think uh, we that question ever flitted through our mind because we were not, you know, there, were, there wasn't any MTVs or, you know, yeah. videos or <laughs> internet or, you know, even Netflix for that matter. Or even the cartoons those days were so innocent. I mean, we watched things like Tom and Jerry, Roadrunners. Doesn't do much to say that because <laughs> it, it seems like my IQ would have been a little bit more <laughs> stunted because of those cartoons. But, you know, we, we weren't exposed to things at that point of time I mean here's a question when were you actually exposed to this whole idea I mean this I, I will throw it in turn for that matter Ooh. when were you actually exposed to the birds and the bees or the fact that you know what do you mean we would exposed have had to come to from somewhere wow that's a good one I'm trying to recall because like you said you know I was just too busy playing the playground just having a, an innocent time enjoying childhood it would probably have been something that somebody whispered in the playground, possibly, uh, maybe back in primary school. It could be, you know, somebody saw the teacher's skirt being lifted a little bit. So, you know, some boy might have said something. But I don't think we actually had this kind of conversation. And definitely growing up in a very conservative family, my mom and dad would have hid that kind of information from my brother and I until forever because I, I didn't learn all this from my parents. Yeah, neither did I. Where did you learn it from? Okay, see, this is the thing. Are we having a disclaimer first? <laughs> no, 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 there's no disclaimer. But I think before the advent of internet, our information came from books. Oh, that's right. Absolutely, everything mm -hmm. came from books. I, I mean, I even agree. the kind of books yep. that were not suitable for us to read. Yep. I recall yep. Mills and Boons. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, the Mills and Boons and all those... Oh, Jackie you know, Collins. Hot parts, as we used to call it. When we were young, you know, I hey, encyclopedias in the library. Ah, <laughs> encyclopedias okay, okay. a bit, you know, okay lah, you <laughs> okay, know, that's fine. it's it's scientific and you know, but you know, we like the romance of it, you know, like we read uh, those days. Okay, don't 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 knock me on this, but like Barbara Cartland, <laughs> you know, being swept off and being kissed by a prince charming and of course those other books that we were not supposed to read at our age but you know, we <laughs> okay, got what, our little grubby what age, hands on what age are we talking about here I think 
think I started figuring out things maybe <laughs> in inverted uh, yeah things in inverted commas maybe um in primary school wow, yeah that's early early because i used to go back with a friend to her grandparents place and her mum had this library of books mm. you know and you know they were all like really racy novels and i got my hands on them i was reading and i said mm, oh oh <laughs> i see so that's what happens <laughs> so that was a sheer curiosity but um it was interesting i can't remember the titles though they were all those really racy adult novels so i managed to get my hands on them so that that's how that that's what triggered your yeah, curiosity yeah. so that that really triggered i was like oh so this is how it works hmm what about mummy didn't say that she said that you know god came and oh she did did she dropped me at the doorstep or something i would have probably like with a stalk yeah in her case it was god but oh, right. in some cases it would have been the stalk or some poor bird right um but yeah yeah so it was interesting that i got my education there from barbara cartland from from well, and jackie collins and jackie collins ah yes jackie collins oh, that, that was risky robins That's right. That was it. Okay, guys, don't go look it up. But yes, Harold Robbins. What about you, Josh? I mean, can you recall when was the first time you know your curiosity was triggered? You personally about sex or about uh, feelings? Oh, two different things. Yeah. No, oh, but like okay. when you when you found out where babies came from. I never oh. found out when babies came from. I'm just saying, you know, triggered. Triggered. Mm. It could just be triggered. You know, like that feeling that comes up, but you can't even tell because you're too young to know. Hormones, you oh, mean? Fine. Triggered hormonally. Reactions. Reactions. <laughs> That's a good word. Right. Yes, Josh. Okay, I discovered the feelings part first uh, uh, when I was in standard four. Wow. Uh, which means that I was what ten years old. Ten years old. Yeah, ten hmm. years old when a really beautiful girl, <laughs> next class. Um, Borrowed my eraser during moral class. You know, moral oh. class we exchange class. I never class. had moral right. class. The non-Muslim students would switch classes. Right, right, right. And then so I met this girl. Uh, no names. <laughs> okay. Because I still know them. Oh dear. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, when she uh, took the effort to return the eraser during recess, waktu rehat, right? And I, I, I was just blushing. <laughs> I was just blushing, and so that's when I felt that, uh, oh, something is weird is happening. Something weird which I have never felt before is really happening. Um, affection towards the fairer sex, right? Right. Yeah. So right. that's that's when um, I began to look at girls differently. At ten. Yeah, at ten. Just oh, feelings, uh, no, no naughty feelings. thoughts whatsoever. But um, when I went to uh, secondary school, it was an all boy school, uh, VI, right? Mm. Oh, oh shit! I shouldn't. VI <laughs> guys, VI. No, it's fine. It's because, fine. Because I'm sure VI will be very happy about it. Because that's when all the naughty stuff happened. <laughs> the best time of our lives. So the boys, the boys, um, the boys had uh, in their possession some porn material. <laughs> Ah, yeah. So yes, uh, and I think uh, I speak for maybe eighty to ninety percent of the boys in the school. Mm. That's how uh, probably we get to have like full access visual experience of how a baby is made. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, you know, I didn't have the pleasure that, of that. That's uh, during that time. Uh, Internet was there, but it was still darling on a 56k modem. Infancy lad. Yeah, Queen! infancy. So it's definitely not from the internet, but it was through um, their 
Petaling Street VHS tape supplier. Right. <laughs> so that's like Good old heritage. VHS it yeah, the, did the its service. Of, well um, done. Petaling Street. <laughs> awesome. Mm. What about you, Intan? Come on. I told you. I told you. It was probably in the playground sometime. Um, but... <laughs> But because I I do recall not having learned anything from my parents. I think if if it were up to my parents, I'd probably be blissfully ignorant till the day I get married or something and find out for yourself. Damn it! But yeah, <laughs> but I I was actually triggered by you know those novels, those uh, the mm. pictures on the cover. Do you remember? They were quite dramatic, and the scantily dressed. Yeah. You know, heaving bosoms. Yeah, yeah, Are but talk, I had talking about Daniel Steele. Novel. Oh no, 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 Daniel Steele didn't have those no. kind of covers. I think it was Jackie Collins Jackie that did Collins. it for me. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, her yeah. words, you know, it just sort of triggered the power some, of words. I know, right? And there was not even any pictures. But anyway, so I don't think I learned about the birds and the bees from any authority figure. However, we did have sex education classes back in primary school but that was all very technical and scientific so that was definitely not arousing um, and you had you know the basics so I, I can say yeah we had some semblance of sex education from primary school no, we we had the uh, reproductive system uh, we we did that in our science as it wasn't part of very the science, sexy was it so, but we looked forward to it um, <laughs> I mean seriously you know because they had the two uh, figures you know the diagrams of a male reproductive system and a female reproductive system we were waiting we made sure we didn't absent ourselves on that day because we wanted to know how our teacher was going to approach it mm. you know but it was just that it was very scientific I mean spoken from a scientific Right. Point of view with great detachment, with great detachment. So it's not exactly, um, you know, the the kind of sex education that um, we were expecting because we were actually quite excited when that subject came. We we saw, you know, early on during the year, we turned the pages. Oh, this is coming up. We can't wait when this subject comes up. So we were we were prepared with our questions. But to her credit, our science teacher, I still remember Mrs. Selva, wherever you are, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, you did try to tell us, but in the driest of voice, in a very detached way. Mm. But thank you, you handled our questions because we asked her a lot of questions. And, you know, based on our reading of Harold Robbins and Jackie Collins, so we did ask her, we prepared our questions. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, do you think that sex education should be taught at school? And at what age? Is it the right time? Because I know, I know this is a bit of a sticky thing, right? Because we have all our... You know, there's always these people that say that, you know, when you teach young people about sex, it will just cause them to have sex. And I think that's what's, you know, keeping administrators and educators from doing what they know is best, which is providing young people um, with knowledge. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, here, here's what I think. Sex education, it depends on what is the end goal, right? And for me, personally, as a human, hot-blooded male um, species, <laughs> so I, I feel that, yes, education is important. Um, for me, what do I want from my children, from an education perspective, is that they respect their own bodies, they know what is the function, and how God has created, or the Almighty has created a human body, and, and how a human came about, right? So that is the education part of it, which we want them to respect, and therefore, they will not use their body as, um, or take it for granted just to have a bit of fun. And then the rest, all you leave it to your instinct in the future, whether you throw the baby away eventually or you, you hide it from people, from society, from your parents, from your family. And those are the things that we do not want to. We want to prevent, right? As a parent, as an ed educator. So 
academically or as as the goal for the educators, I think that's it, or for the parents. However, from a human perspective, sex is great. It's how partners unite. It's how you find your other half. And that's how you um, profess your love to the other person through intimacy. So, um, coming back to what you said just now, well, the boys had a really different kind of take to it during the sex education part. It's just very little, like you said. A uh, teacher tried to make it sound very detached, but the boys would attach it back again. Who <laughs> 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 say, "Hey, so teacher, so how did you have it? How was your first time?" Right. right. We were just asked straight to the point. Why? Why? Because um, boys are naughty, <laughs> right? Girls can be too. Oh, 15, so the girls yeah. just me out questions. Mm. We just want to see how the teacher would take it, man. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to throw something quite worrying to you here. It's a statistic which I uh, discovered. According to a 2015 survey, which was backed by the health ministry, 35% of Malaysian female youth believe that having sex for the first time does lead to pregnancy. And here's another worrying one. One in five Malaysians believe that sexually transmitted infections or STIs could be transmitted by mosquitoes does that not worry you about you know the the lack of knowledge and and the reason why we're bringing up this topic actually you know the fact that maybe schools need to do this more more and handle it very very well because everything has to be done in stages right because kids can only absorb information you know they absorb it differently you Mm. have to control what they absorb from stage to stage absolutely It is worrying because if kids do not know, um, you know, the important facts or, or certain facts, it 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 opens them up to a lot of things. The world is not what it is, what it used to be, you know. And and kids these days face a lot more um, danger from people, from predators, predators yeah. and things like that. So I think. Uh, not knowing about sex and, and not having the right information. They may have information, but they may not have the right information. And they don't you know, know how to digest it sometimes. And they can't digest it. And it all boils down to the educator and whoever that's teaching them. Because I think that plays an important role. Um, if they do not have that information, then it subjects them to abuse it subjects them to a lot of things like, you know, teenage pregnancies. You know, and there's a lot of that. Yes. And, you know, um, there's one recent news that really, really, really disturbed me was when this young uh, teenage mother killed her baby. Mm. And she did it probably out of panic because she didn't know what was happening. And then she gets arrested and be treated like a common criminal. But it just boiled down to education. You know, it's it just boils down to the fact that she did not know what was the consequence. And when she gave birth to the baby that she didn't expect, she didn't have support, she didn't have advice, but she was arrested. And it's so disturbing because that's the kind of thing that's going on because we do not place importance on sexual education at at uh, you know at a young age, right? And it's I mean it's not only young kids that don't know what's going on because you know the statistics actually point to young well youths ah, you know people yes. that you think would absolutely. know a little bit more by now, right? It's frightening. Yes, the ignorance is absolutely frightening. What do you think, Josh? I I fully support having sex education in schools um, I mean we, we can't expect um, 
the particular educators in every schools to talk and 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 uh, deliver their lessons on sex education the same. But at least it has to be done. It has to start somewhere. I feel to open the conversation about it, because um, if you don't talk about it, then you wouldn't know anything about it. And um, I can totally relate to what you said just now about the you know the girl who killed the baby out of uh, panic, probably panic, part yeah. of worry. Because uh, well, honestly, um, I had my baby before marriage, right? Mm. And but but I was already thirty. You know, I'm an adult, working adult. I can provide for everyone. It's just a matter of choice. And do you know that the natural instinct is actually um, oh I have options you see mm. I can put it up for adoption I can abort it you know all these all these things uh, run through my mind but after a while after carefully thinking about it I think um, having having a baby having a children is actually one of the best things I've ever done with my life that happened to my life and I was. Um, in non-committal relationships, I didn't believe in marriage. I am that sort of person, but uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, I still believe that the children are really gifts from God, and that is on a spiritual level. But uh, when it comes to education, we need to um, educate our children um, in school, starting from school, so that they will ask the right questions to their parents or their guardians. Because if you don't introduce this at all, like for instance, our generation was not being introduced at all. The amount of mistakes that we make, or the 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 number of oversights uh, that we did uh, in pertaining to the subject matter of sex relationships, is just uncountable, and most of the time is quite detrimental to a human soul. Right? I think, like you mentioned, like like growing up, you know, I mentioned that uh, I never received any sex education from my parents, but you have to take into account that we were living in different times back then. You know, we didn't have cyberscape. We didn't have this kind of... It's a scary world right now. So I think like the children have to grow up a lot faster and they need to have more information at their fingertips. And I think, you know, these days parents are so busy trying to make ends meet, especially if you live in the city. And half the time the children are coming home to an empty home. You know, they have to fend for themselves and boredom sets in. And there's obviously that window for... You know, doing things that you wouldn't otherwise do in a in a very safe, um, supervised home, right? Which we had when we were growing up. I think you know, it's creating that safe environment at home, staying at school, having a healthy relationship with your family and your peers would go a long way towards perhaps reducing you know the the cases of unwanted pregnancy and 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 this lack of you know information about what's good touch, bad touch, you know, the, those kind of things? Absolutely. I mean, to treat your body with respect and to teach them that and to yeah. teach them that, you know, what is what constitutes as a good touch and a yeah, bad touch. that's right. You know? I think parents have to yeah. play their role because you can't leave Absolutely. everything to the school. You can't expect the educator to, to do that. And, you know, you need to already teach your kids the boundaries and what people, what strangers can do with them or, or shouldn't do with them more like shouldn't do with them and things like that which sadly is not being thought uh, or maybe not really being taught even by parents or even by educators i'm not sure whether the uh, sexual education these days has improved um, but i would say that you know we still have a long way to go yeah, I, I still believe that it has to start from the home. I think yep. when you create that kind of, you know, a, a more healthy environment at home where, you know, open communication is the way to go. Because at the end of the day, you need to be able to address sexual matters openly and in age-appropriate ways. 
don't you think? Because you cannot, you know, expect to burden a child who's asking a question with too much information because that's overload and they might not be able to understand or absorb as well. But I think as you go through, you know, as they go through stages by stages, I think it's up to the parents primarily to kick kick off, you know, this uh, this teaching or educating. And then after that, the schools can supplement do you think, I mean, do you think that's uh, is a good way? Yeah, it's inevitable because uh, the flow of information now uh, reaches your children just like that, you know, through advertisements, through YouTube videos that they watch and they digest it and they may not ask you questions about it. So uh, one, one, at one time when they ask you a question about it, you better have the, you know, the right answer. And I, I, I understand that uh, speaking from new parents and also even... Uh, like, like me, I've been a parent for about 10 years, uh, sometimes still, um, you know, have split second of thoughts whether I should tell this to my children or not. So for instance, my children will ask me, so what is a vagina called, right? She didn't know what is a vagina. Mm. She, she would just tell me, ask me, uh, what, what, what is this called? Then I, was, I would just tell them, vagina, it's a vagina or it's a penis, you know? It's a proper term to address these uh, human anatomy parts right. so that they don't feel like it's a taboo to talk about it at all. So uh, when it comes to respecting your own body, I would just uh, tell them a very simple thing. Why do you think it's called your private part? Because it's privately it's private, owned, yeah. you know? Nobody has access to it. Um, it's just your, you know, your mom and dad who can, who sometimes shower you. Yeah, we have, we can touch you, but nobody else can touch you. So you must make it known to them that this is very, very important. Um, for instance, um, back in our days, um, well, here's like a revelation. I think uh, a lot of my classmates, and including myself, at one point in time, gone through uh, minor molestation or harassment by the teachers. Wow. And that is something that we don't dare to speak about. It's only when we are in secondary school, when we suddenly talk about it, over tari, right? then suddenly everything comes out. And I'm not the only one. There are so many people around it. But back then, I just didn't know how to react at all. But it was, it was. I mean, lucky thing, nothing really serious happened to all of us. It was, uh, to us, it's just like touching or yeah, so what? It is, it's no big deal. But if it were to happen to your own children now, do you think you can tolerate that? That's a good yeah. touch and bad touch thing that we were talking yeah, yeah. about earlier, yeah. right? To be able to know when something's not okay. And to be able to reassure your kids that they can come to you and tell you and that you will believe them. Yes. Because sometimes it's, you know, he, he said, she said, and parents... Normally, those back in the days, they kind of revere the teachers. And, you know, it was the teacher's words over the kids. And kids would not have any recourse to complain or to, to come in and say that, hey, you know, I, I this person has touched me the wrong way. So I think to provide them with this place where they can come and they can talk to you and they will not be, you know, they will not be reprimanded or they will not be shamed into, you know, uh, not talking to you, things like that. So, yeah, I think parents play a huge role, but unfortunately, sometimes they, they would rather leave this part of the topic to the not, educators. They're not comfortable. I think it's a cultural thing as well, isn't it? Especially, mm -hmm. I mean, Absolutely. I can say probably for, you know, Malay parents, for example. We try oh, Indian parents too. Oh, Indian parents too? Definitely. Okay. Oh, and Chinese, Chinese parents, parents yeah. too. Oh, well, there you go. It's a <laughs> Malaysian <laughs> thing. It's a Malaysian yeah. thing. Or maybe it's a Malaysian, Malaysian thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a yeah. Malaysian thing. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, well, 
On that note, we I think we've come to the end of the show, unfortunately. But uh, before we go, uh, allow me to remind all our listeners out there to not to forget to get a copy of Sunday Vibes, which is inside the pages of New Sunday Times. Failing which, please follow us online at www.nst.com.my. And guys, we also have an Instagram page. Uh. Yes, uh, Sunday Vibes at NST. Just type those wo- words in, and you will be sure to reach. Us. Please like us, support us, uh, comment talk to us. Yes, comment. Say something. Yeah, because we do respond, don't we? Yeah, we do. Right, right. Josh, thank you so much for sharing and and you know and and just enlightening us with your story as a parent. Hello. And uh, yes, I hope you'll come back again soon. Yes, for another topic. Heavy one. Okay. <laughs> Thanks we for promise. having me. Thanks for having me. Really glad to be in this talk. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.